In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The Benton Township Police Department is investigating after two people were shot at Briarwood Apartments on Sunday. The department says officers were called to the complex at 1985 Union on a report of a disturbance. While at the scene, officers heard gunshots coming from the other side of a nearby building. Officers then found a man and a woman who had been shot. Both had non-life-threatening injuries. The investigation is ongoing. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Benton Township Police Department. The names of the victims have not been released. Cass County Sheriff Richard Benke reports that on Sunday morning at approximately 7.40, his deputies responded to a fatal crash on Dutch Settlement near Newbor Street in Wayne Township. Sheriff's Office says 72-year-old Doran Preston of Cassopolis was traveling eastbound on Dutch Settlement when his vehicle left the roadway and struck a tree. Preston was pronounced dead at the scene. Law enforcement say alcohol and drugs do not appear to be a factor. The crash is still under investigation. A forum is planned for tomorrow for St. Joseph residents to offer their thoughts on downtown development to city leaders and Cornerstone Alliance. The two have been working together to implement the city's downtown vision master plan. Cornerstone's Andrew Hahn tells us one goal is to achieve redevelopment-ready community certification through the state of Michigan. When you get through the certification, that means the state has gone through all of your processes, your boards and commissions, and all of the incentives that you're able to offer, your permitting processes. So you're going to be easy to navigate and ready for redevelopment. Hahn says communities that are certified can receive additional grants and other support for development projects. St. Joe residents will have the opportunity to provide input, share feedback, and ask questions about strategies seeking to grow economic activity and community visibility at tomorrow's forum. That will be speaking to building out an economic development strategy for the community, really reviewing the strengths and the weaknesses and the opportunities that the community has to grow, thinking about how we use the incentives that are available, and really just what's our strategy going to be. The forum will be at the City Hall building at 5.30, and on hand will be a consultant that's been working with the City and Cornerstone. Han says they'll be taking feedback on proposed upgrades to Court Place Plaza. The Clark Equipment Company complex in Buchanan has been added to the National Register of Historic Places. One of 19 Michigan locations added to the list in 2023 Buchanan Assistant Director of Community Development Ashley Regal tells us the effort to get that Clark property on the list has been going on for about two years, and it's not the only Buchanan site to get the designation. Oak Ridge Cemetery just got added to Clark Campus, and then we have some other things slated for next year, including some neighborhoods. So we're working hard on that effort. We think it's really important. So there's a renewed energy there, and we're just going to keep pressing that and moving it forward. Regal says Clark Manufacturing was a major employer in Buchanan from the early 1900s all the way through the 1980s. It was gone by the 1990s, but its fingerprints are still all over town. Clark used to have a ton of buildings, and we're down to only a few remaining ones, but even City Hall is one of them. It was, I think, where they had HR, and it's all throughout <laughs> all throughout our community, and we keep discovering more and more that, about their influence here. Regal says getting the Clark property added to the National Register of Historic Places helps to preserve and recognize authentic Buchanan. Also named to the registry from Berrien County, Eden Springs Park in Benton Harbor. Of the 19 Michigan properties added to the list this year, six are in Detroit and three are in Grand Rapids. Michigan has about 2,000 historic places. Work on a new parking ordinance for the city of Benton Harbor is underway. 
Speaking to the city's legislative committee, Benton Harbor Public Safety Director Dan McGinnis said one goal is to add parking meters downtown to start benefiting from all the activity taking place there. Deputy Director Michael Clark said they'll need a new fee schedule for violations. Currently right now, the parking violation is $5 across the board. So obviously it needs to be adjusted. And then especially when we start to focus on putting the downtown parking in, we need to have that set in place. Again, as said, the current parking rules are often confusing, especially when it comes to things like even odd parking on narrow streets when there's snow. It's very light, very nebulous, and it also only speaks to that on emergency snow roads. McGinnis said the new parking ordinance will also clarify whether parking is allowed on lawns. The goal is to bring an ordinance to the Benton Harbor City Commission in April. McGinnis hopes to begin enforcement of the new rules next year. Well, we may have enjoyed some good weather, weather in the 50s for a few days, but Western Michigan University professor of environment, Dr. Lisa DeChano-Cook, is concerned about the trees and flowers. She says unseasonably warm weather could harm some plants. We're not supposed to be in the 40s and 50s in February, and when we do get to these temperatures, uh, plants, trees, shrubs, um, flowers all think it's spring. So they are spending energy to start blooming and producing buds and flowers. The Channel Cook says if we get a hard freeze, that could hurt the plants and flowers. She says you may want to water your trees and shrubs and cover flowers. She adds the warm-up is because we are in an El Nino year. Congressman Bill Heisinga paid a visit to Holtec International's Corporate Technology Center in Camden, New Jersey last week to learn more about the company and its plans to restart the Palisades nuclear power plant in Van Buren County. He tells us Holtec is well on its way to making the project happen with a $1.5 billion federal loan for the company expected to be announced soon. Heisinga was impressed by what he saw in New Jersey. I actually saw some of the equipment that's going to be sent to Palisades. It actually had spray-painted on it, Palisades. That's where it's intended to go. But it was a very, very worthwhile visit last night and this morning to just get to know the whole tech folks better. And it's really strengthened my resolve to say, yes, we, we need to move ahead with this. This is good for Michigan. It's good for the country. Izinga says it makes good sense to restart Palisades when considering how difficult it can be to start a new nuclear power plant. He says there are already the infrastructure there for transmitting power, and all of the siting has been done. A rare fungal infection has taken the life of a northern Michigan chef after he contracted the disease just before Thanksgiving. 29-year-old Ian Pritchard died last Saturday at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit after a months-long battle with blastomycosis. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say the fungus usually lives in moist soil and in decomposing plant matter such as wood and leaves. According to his GoFundMe site, doctors said he was in critical condition and a lung transplant was his best chance of surviving. Looking for the latest popular trend in vacations? Well, a new AAA report reveals that cruises are staying hot in 2024. Officials with the auto group say they've already seen cruise ships sell out of suites and cabins for spring and summer itineraries. Cruises in the Caribbean are the most popular year-round, with the Alaska cruise season coming in at second place. Cruising around the Great Lakes is also popular, but could run you over $10,000 for two passengers. And here we go again. The Mega Millions jackpot continues to grow after nobody matched all six numbers in Friday night's drawing. The estimated jackpot is now $425 million, with a cash option of over $202 million. The next drawing is tomorrow night.
In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.